Welcome to the Run, Lift, Grow podcast with your hosts, Caleb Dilley and Ryan Heenan. From novice to elite athletes, we are here to tell your story and share our perspective. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Caleb and Ryan. Welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode 13. It's kind of hard to believe, but we're thankful that you're still with us. And those, if if this is your first episode listening to us, welcome. Uh, we'd like to throw a quick plug in. If if you're enjoying the show, you like the content, uh, if you could do us a favor, go to Spotify or Apple and give us a rating, give us a review. We'd love the feedback uh, to know what you like about the show and, and maybe what you'd like to see in future episodes. So as we move forward into tonight's episode, we're going to have a little fun in the beginning. We're going to play a little would you rather game uh, with a unique set of rules here between Ryan and I, just to spark some controversy and some debate between each other, which is always fun between friends. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about our plans for this summer. Um, I'm going to uh, share the race that I have been doing base training for and Monday that I officially start um, my actual training for. So we'll share that later in the episode. Ryan has kind of a new venture that he's getting into and we're excited to share that. So Ryan, you ready for this? Uh, Let's do it. Yeah. This little, would you rather game? All right. So here we go. So here's the rules. Um, we're going to, I'm going to actually have Ryan go first. So we're going to ask a question. Now Ryan gets to pick whatever he wants to pick between, between the, the two possible answers. And then when I answer the question, I don't get to pick whatever I want between the two. I have to answer the opposite and argue why the other choice is actually the better choice. So some of these questions are are, are fun and weird, and we're hoping it gets some, some laughs and good conversation going. So, okay, Ryan, here we go. Would you rather have the ability to speak to animals or be able to speak 10 foreign languages. Okay. 10 languages or speak to animals. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the animals. I feel that if I could talk to, because we're not saying a number of animals, so unlimited animal communication so I'm going to recruit the animal kingdom for sure. I don't know what advantages or powers that would actually give me in real world implementation, but I feel from a jungle book standpoint that if I could get, if I could talk to the animals or even <laughs> jungle book, I'm thinking now I'm having Ace Ventura come through, come through. So yes, I'm going with with the animals and i'm going to continue i'll think through as as you tell me why the languages would be the advantage i'm going to think through some more positives of why talking to animals would be awesome so bro's going uh chronicles and narnia over exactly. here <laughs> exactly um you know it's a i guess a noble answer but it's the wrong answer and i'll tell you why imagine the power of influence that you could have being able to speak 10 languages <laughs> I don't know if I could name 10 languages right now. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, we were, we were um, chatting before and, you know, think of people like in the NSA or the CIA, 
you know, you, you always see it on these TV shows and, you know, agent Smith is able to speak five languages and, mm-hmm. and, sh- and this, you know, this person's a great asset to our agency. So having the ability to speak 10, uh, you'd be super important. You'd probably be wealthy. I think that's the play. I mean, animals are sweet and cute, but, uh, I don't know how that's going to help you in life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, okay. Let me see here. If I could talk to animals though, think of, so even the regions that have these languages, but if I could roll in (laughs) to the different regions of the world with the different types of animals, and I'm also thinking aquatic. Oh, okay. If I could get, (laughs) if I could get some blue whales or some orcas or some great whites, fired up i don't again i don't know what that would do for me but from for so so your point i think you could definitely elicit some power right you'd i don't know the un would love you right if you could some if you had 10 languages but if i from an entertainment and a marketing standpoint i could put a fun business together i sea world wouldn't have anything on me if i was talking to the animals bro you'd probably be the weirdo right like how could you prove it (laughs) well okay here so this is okay so this is a good one so in the in the animals right am i competing or you can competing am i communicating in their native language oh that would be even more impressive like you're speaking like a chipmunk or something (laughs) just like am i making animal noises or is it more telepathic (laughs) i guess that that's another layer because if i'm having to make those animal sounds and I just happen, it's just in me all of a sudden that I can make whatever animal noises communicates with them that I would enjoy that more. I do enjoy foreign languages and I like hearing foreign languages, but if I'm actually using the animal sounds <laughs> to communicate with them in their language, I could have some fun with that. Yeah. I, I vote for that. All right. Second question. And I'll, I'll answer this one first. Would you rather travel 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? Uh, this is easy. I don't really think, I think there's only one right answer here and that's to travel hundred years in the past. Okay. So it's 2023 that put us in 1923. So we're, you know, just before the great depression, we're what, just after the first world war. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not great with history, but I think that's right. Um, I prefer it to be 200 years in the past. I'd like to go back until like way way back um i I don't know i have this weird like i think the 1800s were this fascinating century um the way that people lived um even less technology obviously than 1923 um but yeah i think that things were simpler Uh, i always had this weird uh dream of of growing up as a kid on a farm i think it's because i read um laura ingles wow what what's the uh House on the Prairie, Little House House on the Prairie. Prairie. I I read those books as a kid and I remember thinking, man, like I want to have her life of like growing up on the farm and like doing all these things. So for me, that's easy. Let's, let's go back into time. Okay. So yeah, a hundred years ago, right. If we're talking like the industrial revolution and that those people saw some stuff, right? That's (laughs) it. They did. I'm jealous in some aspects, right? There's also some, some real points that those folks had to deal with it. They, I mean, they saw a lot a hundred years from now, bro, we have some cool stuff. I don't, <laughs> I don't, right? I don't even know. Like, I mean, with AI today, a mm. hundred years from now, we talk about, you know, how technology improves so much yeah. faster. Just think five years from now. Right. It's insane. You know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five right. years ago, 
you know, we're going to be five years from now, mm. 50 years, 100 years from now. Well, space travel is going to be in for sure. I don't know if we're going to Mars, but there's at least going to be some leisurely flights just around the world. Yep. Or outside of Earth. Um, oh, boy. Communication. I don't know if you saw this. The FDA just approved Neuralink. I did see that in an article today. <laughs> so we're going to have some cyborgs, um, the robots. Again, some of that <laughs> is mildly terrifying. But 100 years from now, well, we're going to have... I don't know. I think our energy sources are going to be different. Mm. I think I don't necessarily foresee. I don't know. Flying cars. So I was looking at some flying car stuff. Okay. And the reason that a lot of the people are saying that we don't have the flying cars is not that the science isn't there, but more so how would we, if we're really doing some George Jetson type stuff, <laughs> policing that from not even a policing standpoint, but like stop signs and red lights yeah. as annoying as they are, Good point. keep us in order. Bro, if we could just get in a <laughs> flying whatever and just start zipping around, I don't know how you put lanes. Listen, I know how people drive here on Route 8 and in, in, uh, in yeah. Ohio, and if that's any indica- indication of what it could be with flying cars, and then yeah, I'm gonna I'd rather go back to 1923 with my Model T, right? And uh, just putt putting around the countryside. Yeah, I think out of sheer curiosity, yeah. If I if we could go, how long are we going? How, okay, let's add another layer. Is it for a day? Is it for the rest of our life? Oh, let's go rest your life. You got to finish the rest, rest of your days. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to take everybody we have and yep. the whole deal. We're just going to go forward or backwards a hundred years. Okay. So if I <laughs> take my family forward a hundred years, boy, I don't know, man. I think, I think there's going to be some new sports that just haven't even been invented yet. That's interesting. Or some, you know, changes to how we, what we know of sports today. I think there's going to be, oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's funny because right now, obviously, whether it's solar, you know, the different alternative energy sources that we have now, even saying trying to get away from fossil fuels, bro, a hundred years from now, there's going to be, I don't know if it's nuclear power. I mean, there's just so many different things that, and it's funny because you think a hundred years ago, would they have imagined what we have Mm, today, right? And how how realistic was some of it versus what we think we could do a hundred years from now? Mm-hmm. Oof, I, boy, I don't know. It's I, a wild question. The world's gonna be moving pretty quickly in a hundred years. Agreed, agreed. All right, moving on. We got two more of these. So this one's gonna go to Ryan to answer first. Would you rather see? This is this is a freaky one. Would you rather see the other side of a black hole, mm-hmm. or be able to walk on the moon? Okay. So, okay. So it's debatable if you're a conspiracy theorist, if anyone's ever walked on the moon yet, right? (laughs) So low key for our guest real quick. Um, (laughs) Ryan is a, is a uh, avid fan of conspiracy theories. We've had many conversations in the past. Um, Not that he necessarily believes in them, but I think he's just fascinated by them and and the rabbit holes that people go down. So yes, I like alternative endings. So if you give me options, I'm going to go towards the one that's (laughs) less plausible. So I might not come back from the black hole. I'm going to honestly, I think it would be such a spectacular thing. So space travel in general, I think is just amazing. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk on the moon. I'm going to, see what that vantage point is to see what the what the moon bro i couldn't imagine i i can't even fathom what that would mean or look like to walk on the moon 
And so uh, that to me would be hilarious. So whether it's the gravity difference or the view, I couldn't imagine standing on the moon, however many millions of miles this is from Earth and looking. 93. No, that's to the sun. 93 millions to the sun. I don't know how far, <laughs> but bro, that would be hilarious. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can't hit a golf ball on the moon and just watch what that gravity is like. No, that would be cool. Um, I mean, yeah, that's honestly what I would have chosen to, uh, but I'll, you know, I'll play the game and I'm going to say the the better choice is we're like, you only live once. Right. And we've heard about these black holes. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be real honest. I'm not even really sure what a black hole is. I know it sucks things in mm-hmm. and people talk sometimes about how that could be like, like time is different in, in a black hole. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if using the word theoretically here is right or not, but I'll say it anyways. Theoretically, people say that's where time travel could happen. So maybe that's how I get back to 1923 or even 1823 <laughs> or negative 50,000. Yeah. Or I could just cease to exist. <laughs> right. You know, I come out into the other side of that black hole and, and I'm a particle and I'm just like, I don't know, man, that, that is like terrifying to think about. Well, and what's wild is that anybody would think that anything is more than theoretical. Again, mm. there's there's a lot of scientific information, but I mean, now with what they're doing with telescopes to be able to see these black holes and or they're there, then they're not there. Mm. It is such, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes, uh, remember the Truman Show? Yeah, it's, totally. Right? It's where, a great movie. Where old boy sets sail because he feels there's something on, on the other side or maybe not. <laughs> yeah. And he just hits the wall. He hits the wall, yeah. <laughs> right. And so I feel like with the <laughs> with the black holes, like what if, what if there's just a wall and everything's just getting molecularly smashed into a wall and there isn't some fun thing? I don't know. Like and it's just funny that you might have some some staunch, you know, science folks out there that have some sort of oh, they're so sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, yeah, where is that stuff going? It's, you know, I think the coolest explanation, and again, um, I'll preface this by saying it's from a Leo DiCaprio movie. <laughs> um, but the movie where they spin the top, what's that called? Because to know if they're in reality or not. Um, Inception. No, no. Inception. Yes, it is yeah, Inception. Yeah. So okay. in, I, I believe it was Inception that it's a wild movie. where they did this and it was the best explanation to me of, of time travel or a black hole, whatever, is they took a piece of paper and and they should, maybe this was interstellar. doesn't matter. Listeners, you can correct <laughs> us. But I remember they were taking a piece of paper and they were saying at the bottom of the piece of paper is the, is the present. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this piece of paper is, is um, let's say the past. Um, so, or the future and to travel from one to the other, it takes time. Mm-hmm. But they said, but a black hole is like taking that piece of paper and folding it in two and poking a hole through it. And I was like, whoa, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe to some people that makes perfect sense, or I just confused a whole lot of our listeners, uh, in my, in my brain, it works. Um, but I thought that was a fascinating view of like what a black hole potentially could be. Yeah. It's, it's the universe folding on itself. mm -hmm. I don't, we're, we're way out in the weeds here. So let's just say that, uh, either choice is, is pretty freaky to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think if you, if you told me that I was coming back from either trip, mm. I might choose the black hole. But if you're not giving me a guarantee, I feel the, the moon The moon might give me the best chance to get back. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because I feel like you'd have to travel a very long way to reach a black hole. Yeah. All right, last question here, and this might be 
I don't know. I think it's the funniest, but okay. it, it might be the grossest. So I guess I get to answer this one first. All right. Would you rather eat a wet loaf of bread or a whole fish blended in a blender? <laughs> Eyes, scales, <laughs> tail, guts, fish bones, everything. From water to blender. From water to blender. You you shred that baby <laughs> up. You pour it in a tall glass. So or, the question is, would I, <laughs> would I rather drink that or eat a wet loaf of bread? Um, both choices suck. Mm-hmm. I man, I like fish, but I only like certain fish. And even if you chose the fish I like, I don't think I, I really do. I think I, my gag reflux would kick in and I would just be puking everywhere. Because yeah, that's sushi or sashimi at that point. Pretty that's much. Not a nice yeah. piece of fish. That's right. So I'm going to go with the wet loaf of bread. Um, it's kind of like uh, Joey Chestnut on the 4th of July, just uh, soaking those hot dog buns in his water and just shoving it down his gullet. And man, that's gross. That's, that's, I don't know if I'm going to say equally as gross because I'm choosing it, but it, I think it's the lesser of the evils. How heavy would that sit in your stomach? Would, would you, I wonder. And a whole loaf. Right. A whole, that is a. And you're already saturating it, uh, right? So you're eating. I think either way, both of them are coming back up. All right. I got this one for you. Okay. So here, <laughs> let's think of this. How, okay. You're getting your, you're taking your loaf of bread out. Okay. Whatever you, what, what are you choosing? Are you choosing white wonder bread? Or are you choosing a grainy bread? Uh, no, I always go wheat. Okay. Like a whole wheat. So how would you attack it? Would you do it one slice at a time? Oh, I'd have to. Oh, that would, I don't know. I mean, I eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. You just gotta, you just gotta like put it in balls though. I get to ball it up. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I would go about that. Okay. So. Oh, a creamy glass of fish. Oh, why is that better? That is better. I don't know. I, oh, there's a, there's an obvious answer here from a digestion standpoint and from a macronutrient. Yeah, standpoint, the nutrient for yeah, sure. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the fish. Boy, I'm gonna need a good blender too. Because <laughs> yeah, so that's the, a good point. The texture. Get. I need that as whipped as possible. May or may not. Oh my gosh, no chaser. I don't think my ninja is gonna gonna cut that up real well. Because that's, oof, that is a tough. Man, I don't know that the the, the taste or the or knowing it's the whole fish. I'm, I think that might get me. So the mental, but again, nutritionally, I'm coming out way ahead. Yeah, my blood sugar's not spiking, and eventually eventually that protein and a little bit of fats <laughs> uh, yeah i just ooh, okay. i think that ruins fish for you for the rest of your life it would it <laughs> would now what if you if i had to watch it that ooh. would make it tougher as opposed to if someone just brought the glass out yeah me, right? i don't want to see a fish just get like shredded <laughs> right. if, yeah i feel because typically <laughs> with weird foods if i see it made i have an easier time eating it right if i see the ingredients if i see the person prepare it right but if if i had to watch if i had to push it in i'm thinking of like a juicer where they got that little job on top to push it all down right you know and the core and the peel and it separates the pulp and everything but if i saw that with the fish grinding all up and i saw them put that in the cup and i had to ch- put it in my shaker and choke it back nutritionally i would be okay with it i don't know if i could get through the whole thing that's a hard pass for me (laughs) (laughs) right i don't know we're gonna i think i think that one so again time travel is going to be tough for us 
space travel is going to be tough. However, we we might have to put this this last one to the test here. <laughs> Maybe instead of a whole fish, we can do like a sardine. A couple sardines. Yeah. yeah, a couple sardines. Right. Half a loaf of bread or some wet bread. <laughs> there we go. Paired with uh, a fish of our choice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that... I don't know. I would not... Now we're talking room temperature. Would you, if you're your your glass of fish, yeah, would gross. You, cold? I would prefer it cold, but I think I think room temperature would be even <laughs> worse. Oh, or just like a piping hot glass of <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, you <laughs> like a hot cup. Yeah, would you treat it like um like a meal? Yeah, would you want it warm? Would you want to throw in some ice cubes and have <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of a smoothie? <laughs> I don't know. I would. I don't know. Nope. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do well like with the fear factor type stuff. I'm. That's agreed. I think we've talked long enough about um, chopping up fish and, and consuming. Them. Agreed. So, for the sake of our weak stomach listeners and myself, we're going to move on. So, so to finish tonight's episode, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. It was fun for us. Uh, so thanks for indulging us. Um, we're going to chat about um, what 2023 for the rest of the year looks like. Um, Ryan, let's start with you and then I'll wrap it up. Yeah. So here, I guess we're at the end of getting close to the end of May at this point. And with your help, my rehab has been going very well on my torn bicep that we had surgery on in February. And so I'm getting to the point now to where my level of inactivity that I had to endure, I no longer have to be so sidelined. Right. So kind of determined or decided that the hardcore bodybuilding not only is that just not truly an option anytime soon but that i really don't think i'm gonna want it or need it to be Mm. an option anytime soon and so i kind of you know talk to you about it because obviously the the cardio side of things is your space i think i'm gonna look to do a little bit of a recomposition and try and lose some more weight and, and kind of get into more of a running lifestyle and you know and so, let's go that's right right and so that's where and that's kind of the thing right i think i was looking more for hey from a lifestyle standpoint right what do i want to do that not only i can still have whether it's competitive goals or just you know hobby things to still set goals for myself but also from a lifestyle standpoint again now that my arm is getting back in better shape, starting to strengthen it a little bit more because even not long ago, running wasn't an option. So it's, you know, I couldn't have, couldn't have ran with my arm the way it was um, and not either hurt it or had it cause pain. So yeah, I'm actually starting to decide I'm getting my nutrition in line. That's obviously the, the first point and, you know, again, round numbers and just for information for folks. So the day I had my surgery, when I tore my bicep, I was 245. And this week I weighed myself for the first time in a long time at 220. And so most of the time when I make those kind of weight gains, they are voluntary or weight loss, you know, weight changes, you know, it's voluntary. And I would typically say, Hey, I'm a lot happier at 220 than I am 245. This is not that case, right? So that's a lot of muscle lost. That's a lot of hard work and time lost. And so as such, again, kind of deciding, hey, do I ever care to get back up to that big of a weight? No. And did I lose a lot of muscle to get where I'm at now? Yes. So moving forward, the idea will be to kind of 
reconfigure my physique in a way that I'll probably look to probably lose another at least 20 pounds, maybe even 30. Because again, if, if I'm not trying to hold on to a ton of strength and muscle mass, I don't need to be sub 200s probably makes sense just for, for my body and where I can kind of be. You know, I'm not ever going to weigh 165, 170. That's just not in my genetics. And so, but 185 is probably realistic. So, you know, with again, clean out the eating first. Again, folks, no matter what you're doing, nutrition, it needs to be in line. So that's, and I know that. And so, and my nutrition hasn't been, has not been in line these last couple of months as I kind of allowed myself some seasonal depression coming out of my surgery and my rehab. And so now, first and foremost, I need to get my, my diet in order. As I do that and, and starting to figure out how does my split look getting back into the gym and, or obviously now our weather is starting to really turn. So getting outside is an option and obviously having you as a friend and partner for these kind of things, you know, I'll probably look to start, you know, tagging along for short runs, <laughs> short runs, uh, got to give myself some time. But then at the same time, as far as setting goals for myself, um, yeah, I definitely want to at least entertain the idea of some sort some sort of event, some sort of run, something kind of in the last, you know, Q4. So October, November, December timeframe, you know, just because also, again, previous episodes, obviously, we talked about our half that we ran, you know, and, and other things. So I, I want to give my, my body in my mind, right, a fair shot at something. I don't want to jump right into anything that's either not doable and or wouldn't be enjoyable, mm -hmm. you know, and so I feel in the next few months, you know, my, my arm and everything will even be that much more stable. I'll be able to train a little bit more. I don't know. I'd say as I'm accustomed to, and then that will kind of help. And then I'll just kind of put a plan together and probably with your help and devise. Yeah. Whether it's monthly or weekly and kind of set up a, a structure that gives me, yeah, some sort of goal to say like, Hey, let's yeah. You know, take Caleb, give me a five K trail that makes sense, you know, at some point and just see see how that goes. And it's different, you know, and again, it's not, you know, six months ago, it's not where I would have expected, mm -hmm. but it's where I'm at. And I'm completely cool with it. You know, there isn't, I don't have any kind of sadness necessarily, right? Life happens. And so this is, you know, me pivoting just in a, in a positive way. You know, I, I probably even two months ago, three months ago, wouldn't have expected mentally to be in the spot to be okay with that. But again, I've, I've thought about it a lot, prayed about it a lot and just kind of in a, again, positive way, except that that's what I want to do, Yeah, you know? And so I'm looking forward to it. I, again, I'm going to need, you know, accountability. We're big on that. And that's so right. again, with the nutrition side and then getting back in and really starting to, to get into some strength training and start building my cardio up any way I can. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm nervous right? Because it's not something yeah. that, that I've done. So there's kind of a nervous excitement to try something new, mm -hmm. which is also fun. So without setting any formal, formal goals, as far as specific dates of anything yet, it's more so I want to get my momentum going in that direction, right? Get some, uh, some workouts under my belt, get my cardio base built and started. And uh, yeah, see if we can't build on a, on a foundation of uh, some sort of distance run. There it is, man. Yeah. So for our listeners, I was uh, not expecting Ryan to share that news with me, I think earlier this week, right? When we chatted. Yeah. And uh, I was thrilled, obviously, um, 
we had a lot of fun, you know, quote unquote training for, for when we were doing the half and, uh, yeah, it's fun, fun to have Ryan kind of back on that train a little bit and, uh, knowing the work ethic that he has, whatever he puts his mind to, um, yeah, he'll, he'll crush it. So I think that will be fun to kind of walk through you with, uh, for sure. So for me, for 2023, um, I've got one big race on the calendar and I've never done the distance and I'll kind of give an update of where I'm at and, and where I've been. But on October 15th, I am running the Columbus Marathon and I'm pumped. Hey, yo. I'm super excited. And, uh, you know, also a little terrified mm-hmm. that that's a long way to run. And, you know, I've, I've set a time goal for myself and it's my password at work. So I'm not going to share it here on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. but uh, literally every single day, multiple times a day, I'm typing in my goal. Mm-hmm. So it's it's constantly on my brain. Affirmation. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I had ran that and we talked about it, I believe, maybe in the first or second episode, but I had talked about when I did my redemption run, the um, half marathon trail. Mm-hmm. And that was back in October. And then I took, I took about a month off of running. Um, and then ever since early December, I've been on it mm-hmm. consistent outside of two weeks of being sick. Right. Um, you know, my mileage has been gradually building up and I'm at the point now where I'm running, you know, 30 plus miles a week and <clears throat> my body's handling it. You know, I'm not yeah. feeling any of those, um, niggles or anything, um, that has me concerned for stress fractures or anything that, that I've, I've felt in years past. Right. Um, so I feel from a, from a plan standpoint, um, but I'm doing great. So I just, so Tomorrow, I have a 10 mile and then another shakeout run on Sunday. But after I complete those two runs, that kind of like wraps up my base building phase. Mm-hmm. And Monday is the first day of, of specific marathon training. So it's a 20 week plan. So the first 10 are, um, you know, nothing crazy. I'm going on like a beginner plan. So, you know, there's some tempo work workouts in there. There's some speed workouts, but um, you know, we had an earlier guest on, uh, Jess, a great friend of ours and of the show. And she talked about using the Hanson's method. And I looked into that and and she cautioned too. She said, Hey, like this, this is not great. And, and every resource that I read said, it's, it's not a great beginner plan. That's aggressive. Yeah. And, and I knew like, you know, I want to hit my goal and I want to do, and I know that when I set my mind to something, I, I can get after it. Um, but I, I would fear injury sure. with doing that. So this plan will take me up to a max. I think the the peak of miles per week is 50. I think there's three weeks in the forties, a week in the fifties, and then everything else kind of like runs between 30 to 39. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's still a lot of mileage, but yes. you, you've honestly, you just, um, you've got to put the miles in to, mm-hmm. to build that. You were talking about your engine, right? You got to yeah. build that aerobic engine. And um, it's funny, you know, I, I went on a run two days ago for a certain distance. And I remember looking at my pace and thinking, man, I feel really good right now at this pace. But I remember last week I was running the same distance and a slower pace and I felt way worse. Yeah. So it's really neat. You know, it's cool to see how the body adapts. And of course, you know, I have this, this Koros, uh, pace to watch that, um, I got a couple months ago and, you know, who knows how accurate the the metrics are, but, sure. but the one thing that you know, that's accurate is, is the pace that you're running. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
the heart rate on our wrist watch is, is pretty unreliable. Yeah. Um, so I don't go too much based on my heart rate. It's more just how do I feel? Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of what I've been using to, to gauge my fitness. Mm-hmm. And I'm just starting to see, Hey man, I can go longer and faster and I can feel better. Yeah. And that's a great feeling. So, you know, I'll, I'll hit up a couple of um, trail races actually. Uh, so I've got this five, uh, K trail run that I did last year that I'm going to go back again and do and a 10 K trail run. So last Saturday, I went with a good buddy down to um, this. uh, It's actually like a a boy scouts camp. It's on this uh, piece of property. That's I think it used to be private and then someone bought it and made it public and it's gnarly, lots of Hills. um, There's some Creek crossings, uh, wildlife everywhere. And, you know, man, I've been, I think I've done two trail runs this year mm-hmm. and I think we got like maybe f- almost, almost just short of 1500 feet of elevation gain in this run. And it like, it's so different when you're running on roads mm-hmm. and maybe the most elevation I'm having in a, you know, an eight mile run or whatever is like 250, 300 feet. Right. And then you go to like a 1500 foot and it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. my body is mm-hmm. So it, it'll be interesting because my ultimate goal is to do the marathon and then move on to fit trail 50K yeah. and hopefully above someday. Um, but that'll be the next goal next year is checking off that 50K. So, um, you know, I like the roads. They're fun, but man, nothing beats for me. Nothing beats being on the trail. And as you, we were talking earlier this week, you know, and, and I think that the momentum you've been building in, in particularly how healthy you've stayed, right? Cause we were talking and you had mentioned, Hey, I feel like I'm getting to be a better runner because I'm running more, right? Mm-hmm. We talk just about with anything, right. To get better a specific skill, you need to keep doing it. And for you that like we talked about being healthy enough to continue to stack runs, whatever, whatever that is, but having the fact that you're going out and you feel your body being healthy and you feel the ability to keep doing it. Where do you think, so say, or we're almost halfway through this year. How did how does this first half of this year look compared to your first half of last year? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. I uh, and again, this mileage isn't that impressive that I've done so far this year compared to a lot of, um, you know, people that I follow on Strava or some of my other friends that are runners. But hey, everything's relative, mm-hmm. and to me, to me, it's impressive yeah. from where I was last year. So all of last year, because I didn't start running until right at the end of March. And then I started getting on the trails and I think I ran like total last year, 300 and, uh, was it? I just missed 400, 390, 95 miles is what I ended the year at, which really, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. Um, right now I'm at 320, albeit over three, we like 340. Um, no, that's not right. 14, whatever. Yeah. So 334 by the end of this week. Um, and that's with one week of 30 mile, right? right? Cause this week is my first 30 plus mile. So, yeah. so everything else going up, you know, barring injury, barring sickness, um, that mileage is going to stack on pretty quick. So my goal this year, mileage wise is a thousand miles in, in the whole year. That's awesome. And it's funny, man. Cause I have some friends right now that are sitting on like 1500 miles this year, <laughs> sure. 2000 miles, you know, yeah. when you're talking about some of the more elites. Um, but again, for me, it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I remember last year I, it might've been like July and I screenshotted a picture and sent it to you and said, dude, I've run 200 miles this year. Yep. And I thought was, that was like the coolest thing. And and now I'm like, 
no, that was cool back then, but I've moved on to, Mm -hmm. you know, I can increase that number. Well, and that's like we've talked about. And again, same, same way with me and my competitive past, right? And we talk about how no matter what you're competing in, you want to be competitive with the field or comparatively in your, you know, particular sport. But again, comparing it to ourselves and just competing with ourselves, you are crushing your 2022 version of yourself. Mm. Right. And I think those, again, are the type of affirmations. And I love that, you know, all you runners have your fancy gadgets and Stravas and, you know, stuff you can look back on because that's great data. Yeah. Right. Because there are going to be days, whether it's yesterday, today or tomorrow that your yeah, your legs don't feel great or you don't feel like going on that run. But again, when you check in to see whether it's month over month, week over week, and like, you know, you're just going to continue to run more and more and more. Like we talk about barring sickness or injury your plan and if you stick to just your plan right nothing outlandish but just sticking to your plan and the program you have for the marathon well yeah a thousand miles it it sounds wild it really does i never thought that i would be able to to do that many miles in a year and you know god willing I'll, i'll do it this year but um it does sound kind of wild when you just say the number itself. It is. And that's where, again, we talk, it's tough to not compare yourself to the 1% in the elites. Yeah. But bro, 99% of folks aren't getting off the couch. Yeah. A thousand miles is hilarious to me. <laughs> like that just, that cracks me up because again, when you, when you break that down, you know, when you look even at the beginning of a year and you say, okay, a thousand miles, bro, that's miles a day. Right. Think yeah. Of- Think of yeah. how many people don't go for a one mile run or the thought of one, one mile run would be like, Hey, my heart's going to blow up, you know? And so when you think about just the dedication that that takes or the routine amount of times that you got to make yourself run. So for saying that there's, you know, 300 some days and you're going a thousand miles. Okay. So if you ran every day, every day, you'd have to run at least three miles mm-hmm. and every day you don't run that adds up. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, kudos to you, bro, because that's that's awesome. And again, whether we're talking, you know, again, comparing to your your previous years of running or the goals that you've set for yourself, I just think that's so cool that as you've seen those numbers add up and I've seen it in you, your confidence that you have and understanding how important that is to it. Right. You know, obviously doing whatever it is as the practice or as the exercise or to keep building on our foundations of our sports is key. It's so mental though, too. Totally. You know, and it's as a bystander watching your progress that you've made this year, it's just been super cool to see that, that it it does work that way. Cause it's one thing to think to yourself, Hey, if I run more, I'll get better. What if you didn't, or what if you overtrained or, you know, what if you hurt yourself Mm -hmm. speaking from experience? Right. Mm -hmm. And so to see you being healthy and starting to stack these runs and you're seeing it, you're feeling it, run over run. Like you said, even if you weren't looking at your heart rate or some other point, you're saying, how do I feel? Right. We're going to be the best feedback loop, right? Our our bodies are a great feedback loop. And so, you know, like we've talked about like, Hey man, mile one is the worst. It is. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I texted you or or followed you that earlier. And I, it's funny. Yeah. I I get to about a mile and a half in a run and I finally feel okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not sure what I said to you, but it feels like the whole body's lubed up and yeah. just like ready to go. Yeah. But that first mile, sometimes, even if my pace is slow, even I'm just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is again, you, your body is primed, bro. Your body, you're in shape right now. And again, it's mental. Yeah. Right. It's right. Like those first 10 minutes, however long, you know, to just get your mind behind, hey, we're going to be out here for a while. 
And your body at first is going to say, I don't really might not want to be. Yeah. But then again, you push through even that mental barrier. And again, yes, physically get everything stretched out, lubed up. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're 10 miles in, like, Hey, bro, I was flowing, yeah. you know, and then you just keep doing it. And so I think that's super cool. And again, I'll be lying if I said, I didn't use you as encouragement to think, Hey, I'm, I need to have a plan. And if I stick to it, Again, even just vicariously through how well you've been doing, I've kind of used that as inspiration for myself to say like, hey, once I start, I need to keep going and the results will come, but I just got to keep doing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, man. It's, um, I would say too, like I, I felt that same way with other people that I looked up to when I was getting into this last year and yeah, just that dedication to the consistency and eventually it gets to a point where it just becomes routine. Um, it, it, as an anecdote, like this week, there wasn't a run that I had planned where I was like, man, I really don't want to go on this run. Mm -hmm. It was okay. I got home from work, picked the kids up. We had dinner. I gave him a bath. Wife's going to put them down. All right. It's time to get my running gear on and we're out the door. Yep. And uh, it used to be, oh man, I guess I got to go run. <laughs> you know, right. and back then it was like three miles. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to go do 5K. And like, that sounds really hard. Yeah. And and now, you know, it's twice the distance plus. Yeah. And it's just like, nope, it's just a part of what I do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think it's important too. Like, I've been trying to be, I don't know, cognizant of this, but like not letting running become my identity sure right become consumed by it mm. um because i'm really into the numbers and i love to look at like okay if i do if i do these next three weeks that's going to put my mileage at this and just imagine how much farther i'll be um but it's it's i think it's healthy just to step back from that and just be like don't get consumed in that mm -hmm. and uh make it your identity because then if something bad happens like last year mm -hmm. right when i had that race and if this whole thing is my identity and then it fails, yeah, what does that do to me mentally sure. and you know spiritually and hopefully not much spiritually? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not facing my relationship with God on my running. Sure. Um, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Balance, um, balance yeah. is key. Yeah, balance is huge. So uh yeah, so you know, that's kind of the plan for the rest of this year. And uh, like I said, God willing, man, um, I'll be there and we're gonna have we'll have a fun uh December episode recapping the year yeah and uh going over the numbers and uh yeah we'll we'll make it fun and do a little celebration so that's even more incentive for us to keep pushing and reaching our goals absolutely all right as we start to wrap things up here ryan any last thoughts for our listeners i guess a small side note don't think that i'm not ever going to be fully in love with the sport of bodybuilding right so i'm going to continue to coach I'm going to continue to follow the sport and be one of its biggest fans. It's just one of those situations where for me in my life and where I'm at, it's just not, it's not the right time. May there be a point down the road years from now that I might want to get on stage and maybe try to embarrass the kids a little bit once they know what's what, but no, for now, just, yeah, with my life. And again, you, you hit it perfectly with the balance and the identity that it was kind of a blessing in disguise for me to be able to kind of recenter myself refocus my priorities and now put a new plan together for how I want my lifestyle to look for, you know, an indefinite amount of period of time. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited and uh, yeah, we'll keep folks posted. Let's go. All right. We hope there was something you gained from this conversation. Our goal is that you would take away inspiration that allows you to go an extra mile in your next run 
or add another pound to your next lift. Until next time, run toward your goals, lift up others, and grow your perspective. Mm-hmm.